There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. First of all, for everybody, welcome to the summer. I know the football hasn't ended and that's part of my point um for addicts like me and maybe some of you feel the same way i really enjoy being able to turn on the television um now that i've taken a mini break in scotland turn on the tv instead of being at games and and watch the nation's league because although it's good to be deprived of something that you like and crave so that you can refresh yourself in life in general i'm not quite ready to kiss goodbye to to good football on the television let alone not being able to wait already i'm that much of a mug not being able to wait to be back at stadia and to be interviewing players it takes me about six or seven days away from the hullabaloo the hurly-burly in order to to want it again to need it again so i feel a hypocrite because it's my absolute contention that not only are we potentially doing damage to football as a sport, as a product, because it is also a product. It's not my primary view of the game that we love. To me, it's a contest. It's a sport. It's a game. It's a love affair. But in order to sustain it financially, it needs to be marketed as a product. There's no question about that. We're doing damage to the perception of football, but above all, the way that we treat our footballers in general and and some of the staff around clubs and international sides by asking them to constantly be at their best to be constantly fit to be constantly under stress to be constantly traveling to constantly be reaching for freshness of mind freshness of inspiration freshness of creativity and we've begun to see that i think at the end of this season not only where the last couple of years have been disturbed and and disturbing and long and emotionally and psychologically testing for everybody these are difficult times therefore to culminate the season and for many of the club players to take a short break of 10 days or two weeks and then be asked to perform at peak again for the international sides i find hugely troubling and and therefore you're watching matches right now in the nation's league and and other friendlies and where and, and world cup qualifiers too i certainly thought it was a factor when Scotland lost to a better team, Ukraine, at Hamden, some of the Scotland players were clearly as much psychologically or physiologically knackered as they were just physically tired. But across the Nations League, we've seen strange decisions by coaches, apparently strange decisions by coaches, who need to rest their, their key players, their A players, in the full knowledge that we're asking too much of them at the end of long seasons, particularly for the elite footballers and elite clubs who played right to the to the dying breath of every competition. And coaches have in mind that after a very short summer break, these players will be back in pre-season, helter-skelter into leagues and cups and Champions Leagues and Europa Leagues, and then there'll be the World Cup. So the national team coaches are watching their players in training and in matches right now, struggling to find peak. And I think that in general, while I consume it, and while I'm delighted 
while I'm on my mini break to be able to turn on the television at night. That's what makes me feel a hypocrite because I'm fulfilling exactly the, the profile of those for whom the, the, the TV companies and the international bodies that schedule football at this time in June are, are pandering to. That's me. I can't have it both ways and it's a disturbing dichotomy, if you don't mind the double D. I say all this because it was international football and the Nations League which nudged me to write this column for ESPN FC. It was September 2020 when Ansu Fati, aged 17 years and 311 days, curled a sensational right-footed shot past Ukraine's Andrei Piatov to become the youngest ever goalscorer for Spain's national team. That was a record which had stood proudly untouched for 95 years, since Real Union's Juan Erasquín, a few days off his 19th birthday, hit the net in a 3-0 friendly win over Switzerland in 1925. I'd say it's normally a good indicator of any record's significance if it has stood for a long time. So, Ansu, also Barcelona's youngest scorer, 16 years and 304 days in La Liga, plus the most youthful ever to hit the net in the Champions League, 17 years and 40 days, Ansu is pretty special. Yet his newly established record for Spain lasted for just 637 days until his Barca teammate Pablo Martin Paez Gavira, who you'll know as Gavi, aged 17 years and 304 days, snatched that record away from him with a lovely left-footed finish in Prague to equalise against Czech Republic last Sunday. It's the second time in a matter of months that this feisty, uber-talented kid has ripped up the national team record books. Last November, while starring in a 2-1 victory over European champions Italy at San Siro, Gavi, at 17 years and 62 days, broke an 85-year-old landmark for footballing precocity by playing for Spain 222 days younger than the previous record holder, Ángel Zubieta, in April 1936. But enough of the stats, for the moment at least, because what's much more exciting about this young lad is his talent, energy, technique and ferocious will to win. Precisely the standout abilities which, in combination, have made him the star player over Spain's last 180 competitive minutes, which were draws with Portugal and the Czechs, which left Spain in a precarious position in Nations League Group A2. In fact, Gavi played more minutes for La Roja across these two matches than anybody else except goalkeeper Unai Simon. He's 17, remember. If you didn't manage to watch Luis Enrique's injury hit tiring Spain's side these last few days, I'm going to do you a wee favour. Find La Roja's goal against Portugal, but play it from the origins of the 25th minute move. It all starts with a loose ball about 20 metres outside the Spain penalty area. And Gavi the kid shouldn't get there first. But he leaves Portugal's Bruno Fernandes in a despairing heap on the ground. Then he strides about 50 metres, the ball tied to his foot. Before slide ruling a pass to right winger Pablo Sarabia, who's able to provide the simplest assist for Alvaro Morata to score. All in all, it's a thing of beauty. Golden Kid, Silver Service.
It began thanks to desire and athleticism. It was developed with savvy and technical excellence, then dispatched to the correct destination with all the aplomb and assurance of somebody who's been dominating elite football for a decade, not ending his first full senior season, and somebody who'll still be a teenager when Euro 2024 in Germany comes to an end. Now, my favours to you continue. Go and seek out Spain's match in the Czech capital. That historic goal I was on about is a little gem. With Spain losing, under pressure generally, and getting physically and athletically bullied by a clever, counter-attacking side, it's Gabby the kid to the rescue. Dart towards the ball to full a marker, a right-foot reception of Rodri's three-metre pass, a little shunt of the ball, a tilt of his still diminutive frame and then an inch-perfect left-footed finish which curves around Thomas Bachelik's full-length dive and in off the post. In both matches, Barcelona's midfield prodigy demonstrated a wide range of the things which drew Luis Enrique Martinez's attention last November. I was in the news conference the day before Spain played their rematch against Italy in a Nations League semi-final, having lost to them a couple months previously in a Euro 2020 semi-final at Wembley. Some journalists, especially those based in Madrid, aren't partial to Luis Enrique. They think him contrary, provocative, antagonistic. Some of them actually think he's a little anti-Real Madrid. And so, when the match previews were published in Spain, quite a few mocked the idea that Gavi, then only a handful of matches into his Barcelona career, and having barely even featured for the Camp Nou B-side, merited a place on the plane to Italy, never mind on the pitch. Nevertheless, he started and excelled. So, post-match, the Spain coach said, it's not normal that someone performs like this at 17. Gavi has personality, enviable physique, athleticism, and he plays our style of football. When you watch him, it's as if he's at school or in his garden. What a pleasure to have a guy with that quality and character with us. Gabby is the national team's present, not merely our future. End of quote. This is precisely what Gabby the Kid proved these last couple of matches and will need to do again if called upon away to Switzerland in a must-win match this Friday. Time and again, this is La Roja's guy who shows for the ball in tight spots and difficult moments. Notice how he always has a plan for exactly what he wants to try and do with the ball long before he receives it. And notice how often, compared to most footballers more experienced than him, Gabby's first instinct is to move the play forward, to test and stretch the opponents. There's inbuilt urgency, but not a hint of haste. Watching this fella, it's easy to understand why he always, without fail, names Andres Iniesta as the player who has always inspired him. It's not right, by any means, to begin comparing them. But in terms of a role model, young Gavi has been following the right man. However, in football, as in life, every silver lining has a cloud. This time for Gavi's club, Barcelona. 
He's following in the footsteps of Xavi and Iniesta, not merely because of his pitch positions, his style of play and his club colours. Gavi is replicating their own troubled introductions to top-level football. Xavi and Iniesta had to break through, grow, get tougher and eventually dominate world football against an initial background of Camp Nou chaos and deprivation. Their diminutive size, finding their best position, decorating the team with the right type of talent around them, club debt, trophyless seasons. The two men now regarded as all-time greats had to fight their way through all of those elements beginning about 20 years ago. Gavi, at least, has had Ronald Koeman and now Xavi trusting implicitly in talent over age and size. But the Camp Nou financial chaos has returned, and with a vengeance, meaning that academy-trained players like him, obtained and developed at minimal cost, are like a cold beer in an arid desert. The key problem is that Gabby is represented by someone who's seen it all before. Do you remember Ivan de la Peña? Developed at La Masia, he was sublimely gifted, shaven-headed, and precisely the same height and weight as Gavi. De La Peña made his debut for Barca, just turning 19. A debut celebrated with a goal. And this marvellous, powerful, elegant midfielder was initially worshipped by a needy club and by needy Camp Nou crowds. For various reasons that there isn't time to detail here, things didn't reach their natural peak for De La Peña in Blaugrana. This man was known as the Little Buddha, but he had to go somewhere else to find his temple. He spent just two full and fully fulfilling seasons with the Blaugrana, during which he won six trophies. But then he ricocheted back and forward like a pinball between Lazio, Marseille and Barcelona, before latterly taking revenge by starring for Catalan enemies, Espanyol. Today, the Little Buddha is wise enough to know several things. Firstly, that however huge the fanfare for his client Gavi is right now, there's no guarantee that it will automatically lead to seven or eight glorious Iniesta-style years at Barcelona. That's life. Secondly, he knows that there is a huge market for the kid right now. A handful of leading Champions League clubs would snap him up for the price of his 50 million euro release clause tomorrow, today even, if given the slightest encouragement by player or agent. Thirdly, De La Peña knows that Barcelona's current contract offer, which they'll attempt to push on Gavi and his entourage again this week, is lowball. Based on the horrific financial position into which Barcelona have allowed themselves to plummet. Fourthly, the little Buddha will have in his head that while this hasn't by any means been what has driven Gavi during his last two excellent performances for Spain, it has already been a week which has sent the player's transfer value and contractual worth soaring up, up, up. The agent, an ex-Barcelona midfielder, used to watching presidents like Juan Laporta operate, will unquestionably be pointing Gavi to conclusions based on what's happening around him. For example, that while there will be reinforcements coming to camp now this summer, they will nevertheless fall short of the extent of excellence and experience with which this squad needs to be infused. 
Barcelona simply cannot afford to rectify everything in one transfer market. Impossible. He'll also be telling Gabby that while this is a club which trusts and promotes youth, Pedri was played until his young frame said no mas and is still missing from the Spain squad so that he can recuperate. He'll be pointing out to Gavi that Ansu is with Spain at the moment but not playing because he's still recovering from several months out with a meniscus problem. Again, Gavi will be pointed to the fact that Nico Gonzalez, who broke through for Barcelona at the same time as the youngster, has been increasingly sidelined and may now need to go on loan to get more game time. As sweet as things are for Gavi right now, and life is sweet, he'll be warned, listen kid, it ain't always this way, and we need to fight our corner before deciding on the future. De La Peña, much to Joan Laporta's fury, will be telling the 17-year-old that they are in the power seat and that they won't be renewing on disadvantageous terms out of emotion or naivety, that time is on their side as other clubs hover, waiting to discover whether Barcelona finally accept the fact that they have to stump up or lose a generational talent brutally early. Think about it. What a bittersweet dilemma for Xavi, Barcelona's coach. Suddenly, he's in charge of a talent which can fortify his and the club's quest for trophies. A player whose position and skills Xavi is uniquely placed to guide and develop. And a kid who's both precocious and prodigious. Someone who can innately produce Xavi's own idea of how football should be played. But the more that Gavi stars for Spain's national team, the bigger the price his cash-strapped bosses at Camp Nou will be required to fork out in order to keep him. An unpleasant truth they'd better recognise and address immediately. Enjoy your football, everyone. <laughs>